Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, everybody to the Cutting Out Early Podcast. Here we go, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, It is episode number 32. We are recording on March 16th, 2021. Max Major, Zach Montgomery, Alex New, taking you guys through another exciting episode. Um... We appreciate everyone listening. Please, please tell your friends. Please follow us on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I've been doing a little extra recruiting lately. Have you? Have you really? Yeah, yeah. Has it been successful? We'll see. We'll see. How are the numbers? They're probably going to give me some grief for it, but we'll see. (laughs) Has your family uh, started listening yet, Zach? No, my mom still does not listen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I figured you'd go for the easy ones, you know, the family, your close friends, instead of trying to recruit outside that. You know, get those down, and then you can expand to everyone else. I mean, at least my thought. All business is good business. (laughs) All our sponsors are going to love us. Tell your friends. We are trying to build the audience, but honestly, we we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, And the more reviews we get on iTunes, you can like us, give us five stars, or give us one star and tell us why we uh, suck. But, I mean, hopefully that you can reach out to us first. And we'll try to better ourselves for the next episode. We'll take your advice, please. So, uh, but anyway... We appreciate everyone listening. Hope everyone's having a great week this week. St. Patrick's Day week, which is kind of weird. It's it's St. Patrick's Day snuck up on me. All of a sudden, tomorrow, the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Here we go. That's wild. Isn't that amazing? Where, where yeah, did the time r- really go? snuck up on me. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone having any uh, big uh, St. Patty's Day plans? Any uh, any uh, any parties? Safely, of course, socially. Well, you don't care, Zach. Anymore. I think most people work on Wednesdays, <laughs> unless you're at school. <laughs> Maybe if I was still uh, up on up in East Lansing, we'd do something. Aren't but. there any uh, like like COVID vaccination parties? Like you've been vaccinated. Here we go at Old Shays or something. And <laughs> you're gonna open up the deck and like old times. Is that not going on? Sure, I guess. I don't know something. I, you know, it's actually kind of. I don't think anyone's doing anything doesn't seem like it i've not no. seen many big like like promotional advertisements or any any parties listed just because it's still i guess a pandemic people are still trying to social distance and you know stay home if they can so i guess it's just kind of another year where it's like <laughs> yeah whatever no, 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 imagine no that i know i know it's amazing are, are they doing the um the, the corktown parade hey, it's kind of funny because last year that whole big story where it's like we're canceling the corktown saint patrick's day parade it was a it was a huge deal everyone was pissed because it was the like the first week of the pandemic yeah no one knew what was up yeah but is it is it happening this year does anybody know i mean that's one of the bigger saint patrick's day parades is it it's on saint patrick's day it's i thought so game. well why would you go it, it's wednesday 
I don't I feel like everyone works. It's not like a it's not even like a Thursday or a Friday. Like nobody's gonna take that off. The only thing I see is a um <laughs> a story from January uh saying it's been cancelled. Wait, wait, wait. Everyone is so disappointed. I know everyone was gonna go. It was scheduled for March fourteenth, nope. the Sunday before St. Patrick's Day. However, because of uh, public health concerns, it was canceled back in January. Missed it. So um, that's too bad. Too bad. But actually, here's kind of an interesting thought. There are still bars and restaurants preparing for crowds on St. Patrick's Day. Um, Obviously no parade, but um, they're talking about McShane's Irish Pub, limited capacity. But they're getting a lot of calls from people thinking about showing up. uh, there's a concern that some of these businesses won't be able to handle enough people. I mean, what if what if you get like a hundred people outside, like wanting to come inside? It's gonna be like you have to turn people down. <laughs> you have to go It'll somewhere else. It I could know. be like Miami. Yeah, who? <laughs> could you imagine? That'd be crazy. They still dyed the river green in Chicago, so at least that still happened. Yeah, I still saw some people celebrating this yeah. last weekend too. Well, you know, it's a Wednesday. It's COVID. What are you gonna do? I guess the... Uh, Maybe next year. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, but we really, really want to talk about, and it's that time of year. Everybody. I mean, it really is that one time of the year when the Thursday and Friday are probably the most exciting two days in sports that you can ask for. There's nothing better. There really isn't anything better. It's mostly Friday, right? Friday and Saturday, they moved it back. Did they like move it day. back? Well, it's like moved back a day. So, like the play-in games are Thursday, and then the. Why did I not know about this? Oh, and then the, like the the tournament actually starts on Friday. Yeah, you didn't know that. Is that a COVID thing? It's like a quarantine thing. They wanted to push it back so everyone could quarantine in Indianapolis. Indianapolis long enough. Jeez, really? still butchered it. So it is a COVID thing. Yeah. Interesting. I. How did I not know about this? So the first two rounds well, are Friday. I'm tracking state and they're in the playing game. So <laughs> that's how I knew so that. So they're still playing Thursday. So the first the first two rounds, or the first round is Friday, Saturday, and then the round of 64, and the round of 32 is at, is is at on Sunday, Monday. Sunday and Monday? Yeah. Interesting. So what about the following week? Is that going to be back to Thursday and Friday, or the, the original schedule? That I'm not sure. I had no... Alex, did you know that? I feel like I'm the only one who didn't know that. I had no idea. I did not know. I had absolutely no idea. I so, feel very out of the loop. All I know is that state plays on Thursday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just know when I need to get my bracket in, basically. Yeah, I got, okay. So it's been delayed a day. So everyone who fills out their bracket the last minute, you have another 24 hours. It's, it's like tax season getting delayed a little bit. You know, you got a little more time to take your time and really analyze what's happening and, and make the best decision. Either way, your weekend is going to be loaded, either, which is awesome. Either way, you're not going to win anyway. It's It seems like it's been so long. Since we've had something like this, you know, yeah, I know, like it, two years, it, you, you really miss March Madness. Well, I, I will admit, um, back in the undergrad days at Michigan Tech, Thursday and Friday were essentially a holiday. I mean, yeah, it was just, I mean, even back in high school, when I mean, <laughs> there's so many classes when people are on their phones during the middle of the day watching the teams, and and I mean, because there's always a game, there's always a game, Absolutely. every, and it seems like every 15 minutes, there's another game coming down to the wire, there's some underdog. Throwing up some upset that's gonna, you know, bust everyone's bracket and just make an incredibly exciting finish. I mean, I, I, I will admit, there, 
college basketball is not my favorite sport. It really isn't. There's plenty of other sports I like better, a lot better. But when it comes to March Madness, there's something different about it where you really get into the games and and it just becomes so intense, so exciting that that's it's it's really the best. It, it's so exciting. I, yeah, I love it. I can't get enough of it. Yeah, we uh, it's the winner go home thing. We had like the four TVs set up. Yeah, you know. <laughs> In the apartment, I remember at uh, our our college apartment, it was always a big time. We'd always have the, you know, everyone would bring their TV from their room into the living room and we'd have it all set up. We'd get the rabbit ears going to get the the, the local channels. Plugging all our laptops in with the uh, HDMIs. (laughs) It was on TV, dang it. Why didn't you watch it? So what do you guys as um, Michigan State alum think about the playing game in that situation? I am very curious to hear your thoughts. I think I know what you're going to say, but uh, I'm also kind of wondering what you uh, what, what you think about where they were seated. Go ahead, well, Alex. Yeah. All right, I'll go ahead. Uh, I think it's it's tough to argue that we deserve much better with the way this season has gone. I mean, we were debating at the end of the year whether MSU was even going to make it into the tournament, and of course, we had those three huge victories at the end of the season over Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan three teams who when we played them were top five in the country, uh, three huge victories that propelled us into the tournament. And I think definitely solidified a spot in the tournament, but I don't think are enough to warrant much higher seating. Sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. <laughs> you okay, uh, much higher seating than the, than the <laughs> 11 we got. Now, <laughs> now, you know, you have to, you have to think why, why does MSU – play in this play-in game and I think it might be an attempt to give the play-in game some validity to get people to watch it Michigan State has a huge uh, a huge huge fan base especially compared to the teams who usually play in the play-in games you know some you know mid-major team like Colgate or Ionia or whoever Mount those are usually games you can just (laughs) not watching because it's it's two 11 caliber teams playing for a spot in the tournament it's not a game you're normally going to watch so uh, they take on UCLA so, this Thursday. I would say my I would say my my overall final opinion on it is: Do we deserve better? Maybe, but I can't put much of an argument for it. So there's no conclusion. Well, no, it's just yeah. it's ambiguous. Maybe. Well, maybe no, I, I actually agree with him. I think that there's it. It's definitely something I think we deserve more, and I think that we've shown that we can play with the big team. So we deserve to be in the tournament as a, like a re, like a real team. I heard people saying that. If you're in the playing game, you're not really in the tournament, which is just kind of bullshit. It's mostly Michigan fans Who throwing shades. Was that Wojo? No, it was uh, Rieger. But uh, <laughs> he, I, I feel like the he, one person you don't like, you like. You that's even hate. that's even worse when it comes to Michigan. <laughs> the person you dislike the most. I hate him the most. It, more I, than Wojo. More than I don't know who else is a Michigan slappy on that station. Jansen's a big uh, uh, Michigan yeah, Mich- guy. Jansen's bad. I don't like Jansen. <laughs> Jansen's Jansen? really bad. Are you serious? Jansen's takes are so biased. You don't it's like unreal. him because he's a Michigan guy. I think he does a great I think job. He, I think he has really biased takes. Just like Valeni. Just like Rieger. Rieger also has really biased takes. What and about so does Wojo. So what does about Valeni? No, I think uh, Valeni lets him have it. Oh, you're just singing that because he's on your side. No, I'm serious. He'll shit on. Sometimes I don't like what he says because I disagree it, and it's usually against state. Well, like the whole D'Antonio thing, I was—I don't know—I was kind of a person for D'Antonio. D'Antonio, exactly. And then D'Antoni. So anyway, um, 
I, I, our team is just, it, it's shown to be not good. And I don't think I can, it's just not worth arguing. I don't think they're good enough to argue that they deserve a better seed, you know? And maybe that was the committee's idea. <laughs> like, no one's yeah, going to get really, really upset because we know we might not make it that far anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. Just keep the streak alive and move on. How do you think they fare against UCLA? I mean, I mean, if if they win the the UCLA game, I mean, is, is that enough? Are you going to say to yourself, like, yeah, we had a shit season, we get it, but at least they won against UCLA and they made it into the round of 64 and we're, we're good. Whatever happens, happens, but at least that happens, so we're good this year. I don't know. I don't stay up too late watching East Coast basketball, so. Um, <laughs> I mean, West Coast? Oh, yeah, excuse me, West Coast basketball. Um, I know but, it's confusing. Geez, he's so tired, he's got his directions missed. Up. This is my left and my right, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! The uh, uh, I I've heard UCLA's lost like four straight or something, and they're not they're not playing so well right now. Yeah. They're 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 troughing right now. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Michigan State has proven that they can go on huge streaks of not making a basket though, which is pretty awesome. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, I don't know what Alex has to say about it. Yeah, not. I don't have to add much. Uh, yeah, UCLA is kind of limping into the tournament, so I'll feel pretty bad if we can't, you know, shoot the wounded animal. Uh, that being said, the game is at 10 p.m. on a work night, so I don't know if I'll be able to watch past halftime. It's horrible, is really isn't it? I'm not gonna watch. A, I'm not gonna watch any of it. I'm gonna have to wake up tomorrow and see. Wait, the uh, what? Which game? The Michigan State playing game. It's like 10 o'clock Thursday night. You're not gonna watch it. You're kidding me. No, I, I can't. Oh, I have to give me a break. I have to be up at uh, 5 a.m. You're, you're seriously not going to watch it. I don't believe that for a second. I will die on Friday. You're going to watch it. it. Just take a nap before or something, right before. Take a nap, wake up, watch the game, and go back to sleep. You're going to miss the, the Michigan State basketball game in, in March Madness? There's no way. I don't believe either of you. Uh, I don't I know. I can't it's believe just, it. I thought you two were fans. It's so late. I thought you It's 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's gonna go until like midnight, twelve thirty. Oh, latest, twelve thirty. Be a man, man yeah, up. It's, and then with all the commercials they play, <laughs> I'm gonna. Have to, Alex, it's the last game of the night, Alex, so they don't have to like make tip for the next game. Alex, you're at least gonna watch. You're telling me you're gonna go to bed before that. I, I mean, yeah. I don't believe you. I gotta, I gotta I, be up early for work. I don't believe man. you. I'm gonna have to I watch some shitty halftime show where they throw together <laughs> some halftime show. They throw some highlights together of App State and no- Norfolk State or whatever they are together. I, I like, what am I gonna have to do? I don't believe you two are gonna wake up on Friday morning and read the results. You're gonna, I, I just, don't, I just don't believe it. I really don't. But I guess we'll have they're to gonna, wait and see. They're gonna spend half the game talking about the other teams in the tournament anyway. That's what they do during these playing Yeah, games. you're going to hear nonstop about Gonzaga and Michigan, how they lost livers, but they'll still make it. They're was, still good enough. Was Michigan seeded too high at number one? Was Michigan seeded? No, yeah. I, they deserve the one seed. They played really well. Yeah. but uh, I'm, just, I'm just hearing your opinion from a state fan. We'll I, I don't know. I, don't I know. honestly think they got really lucky because they. I think they are in a very, very weak bracket. I think the East is the weakest bracket of the four, and even though they were the fourth four seed for some reason like uh it, it just it works out well for them i don't think there's many teams that can beat them until the you know the elite eight i don't know this is michigan so i we'll see even with livers i i think livers being gone is huge and i don't know if they'll make the final four because of that but um it's tough you know i don't i think they got put in a really nice situation to make up for it so i mean looking at their i've pe- got them out in the second round do you really to who LSU probably. St. Bonnie's. 
give me a break. What is, what is their real name? Saint. I can't pronounce it. Saint Bonaventure. <laughs> I have no idea. What, There's what, no what, way. What state are they from? There is absolutely no way. Saint Bonaventure. They're from the Northeast, I think. The hell? What the hell is that? Is it? Is it a school? Or is that just like a group of players? <laughs> like I'm pretty sure. Church? I'm pretty sure Woj went there. Not not Wojo from Detroit Radio, but Woj, like the NBA uh, insider. Oh yeah, nice, <laughs> big name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, uh, Zach, I think you're right. I I I looking at the bracket right now. I really think the East is the weakest uh, of the uh, four. It's honestly kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I don't it, the, the bracket committee is always known for being a joke. I think this is this is horrible. Like, what good team is in the East besides Michigan? Like, say Michigan was at full strength right now. They would roll to the Final Four. I'm sure. Al- Alabama is a two seed, and I think they've kind of shown that they are not too consistent, and they're not playing at a very high level consistently. Um, I mean, what else is there? Texas, another team that's really inconsistent. Florida State, another inconsistent team. Like, it's just ridiculous. Maybe Colorado does it. I mean, but they're still going to get to the, what is that, the Sweet 16. So, we'll see. So, final four matchups, if you had to take an early guess. just Just to put a little pressure back on it, UConn is rolling. They're on a hot streak right now. They got their best player back right at the right time. I think UConn has a shot, but... They're on the entire other side of the bracket. They won't play Michigan until the, what, Elite Eight. So they can't really provide much of a uh, threat to Michigan there. Um, and then I would say Georgetown is also rolling. I mean, they made it to the tournament. They were like 500 or below 500 going to their conference tournament. So watch out for them. Patrick Ewing is their coach, and he's showing that he knows how to turn around his team. But even then, they have to beat Colorado and a really tough Florida State team. So yeah, I'd have to agree. Michigan does have a pretty easy road, but there might be some challenge. You never know. Let me ask you guys a question. Is any of this analysis even worth the time of day when some people just pick because, oh, they like the color of the jersey, or, oh, I love the mascot, and they're the ones that end up winning the whole fucking thing? Really? Has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. Come on. You know what? it has. No. Those people who don't give a shit, they just... They just pick us. Oh, I, I've heard of the school. I don't really know. I, I like the colors. Orange is a cool color. And they just make these random picks. They they get the underdogs who get these upsets, and then all of a sudden, oh look, I'm winning. It's, we're not, they're, they're, okay. We're I'm not playing squares you. for the Super Bowl, Max. Like this is a real gambling thing. Yeah, I understand this, but <laughs> you, I'm telling you, you can't predict this stuff. When it comes to March Madness, when it comes to the bracket, you can't predict it. It's just so haphazard what happens you never know what's gonna happen that's why it's impossible to pick a perfect bracket you can yeah. you can spend hours and days and days watching every game analyzing everything and then you'll still lose to your niece who just all of a sudden oh, i think that's, that's a the, pretty color yeah. like that mascot it's cool i'm gonna pick that <laughs> just so you know it's you never know what's gonna happen you really don't it's it's why do it's you, fun though it's why it's fun exciting do you do you have a good take on some upsets that are gonna happen no no, you don't know. <laughs> you don't have anything. Um, I. Well, know. which mascot do you like the most? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, I I don't. There's I, some really shitty mascots, I, but I do the have gauchos of U- UCSB. <laughs> yeah, what are the worst mascots in March Madness? That would be a great. The topic. Wichita State uh, Shockers. 
No. <laughs> Zach, I got to tell you, I, I do have to spend a little time filling out my bracket. I have not filled it out yet as full disclosure. I do have an extra day, though. You don't have a hot learned. take? You don't have a hot take on who you think could make it a little further than their, their seeding? What about App State? If, if they win that play-in game, then all of a sudden they get a little momentum rolling. and Then, then they're going to beat the number one overall sure, seed in the tournament. Sure. All right. Don't listen well, to Max, <laughs> everyone. This is horrible. <laughs> no, you know who I think is going to do well? I, I think Liberty is going to beat Oklahoma State. I know that's a that's a big one. I think Liberty is going to win, and I think um, Colgate's going to win as well against Arkansas. Two upsets. I'll, I'll say them right now. Yeah. What do you got, Alex? Sorry, I missed the first one. Colgate and who? I think Colgate's going to happen, and then I also think Liberty is going to beat Oklahoma State. A thir- that's a 13 against a 4, and then um, a Colgate's a 14 against a 3. Okay, all right. Let's make it happen. I don't particularly like either of those, to be honest, but I have that's heard fine. Colgate all over the place, so you're definitely rolling with the right people there. Uh, one of my picks is Winthrop over Villanova. I mean, they don't call him Loosethrop. They call him Winthrop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good Wow. Pick. Wow, that that could be one of the best jokes that I may have heard in, in 2021. Great, no, I, the analysis is you, you can't beat it. That's incredible. I mean, it's better than Max's niece, so I got that going. <laughs> but Villanova I is. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Villanova has a history of sometimes early. Uh, they either win it or they or they uh, they fall out early. And Winthrop is what like 23 and one this year or something like something ridiculous like that. Uh, they have a super talented big point guard. He's like six seven, and a really talented uh, big center who was at one point a top one hundred recruit in uh, in college basketball or coming out of high school. So I think Winthrop could pull something out against Villanova, who just lost their best player to injury. Uh, and then my other upset. Let me see. I had one. I just got to find it here. Um. This isn't a big one, but I was thinking Rutgers over Clemson looks pretty good. I think Clemson is one of the worst low seeds in the entire tournament. They were like 8-5 and five in ACC play, and they really struggled down the stretch. And Rutgers is showing that they can play with just about anybody. They had a, a pretty decent year in a really tough Big Ten conference. So I would look for Rutgers maybe to uh, beat Clemson. And I've seen some people even picking Rutgers to beat Houston in the second round. Wow. What's your uh, upset alert? Me? Yeah. Well, I, I don't have one in the first round that's really, like, you know, mind-boggling. But I actually, I, I, I've got the first one seed to go down. I think the first one seed is going to be Baylor, and they're going to lose to North Carolina in, I think that's the round of uh, 32. I have uh, Baylor going out in the second okay. round. All right. I think North Carolina's rolling right now. And I Baylor's played reasonably well i i don't I, I don't know if they've been tested as much as everyone thinks they have been alex what is the bracket advice that you can you can give me i i'm i'm seeing this here what what is all this okay so bracket advice so <laughs> let's do it i was i was reading let me get the music through. up you're gonna play music for it of course it's a bit let's do it come on now all right let me tell you how to fill out your bracket <laughs> <laughs> alex newth Go attorney of law <laughs> So I got to say, I'm getting this advice from somebody else. This isn't even off the top of my head. Oh, what is this, plagiarism? (laughs) Got to give credit. Unbelievable. So I I was reading through an AMA on on Reddit yesterday. Ask me anything, um, by the way. I'm sorry? Ask me anything for people who may not be familiar with AMAs on Reddit. 
All right, all right. So AMA, Ask Me Anything on Reddit uh, with NCAA.com bracket specialist Andy Witchery and Wayne Stats with an extra A in there. Um, and so I was reading through, and they had a couple interesting tidbits. There's a lot of really good information that AMA. So if you're looking for some more information about filling out your bracket, I highly recommend you go find it uh, on Reddit there. But some interesting stats that I pulled out of it is they said the average number of double-digit seeds, so that means teams that are seeded 10 or higher to win in the first round is six. There's generally six double-digit seeds that win in the first round. That's the average. But that number falls to number to two in the second round. That means only two double-digit seeds win on average in the second round. So that so means, okay, I see. So two double-digit teams will be in the Sweet 16, according to the averages. Yes. So as you're going through your bracket and you're trying to figure out, all right, who should I pick to upset who? How many upsets should I pick in the first round or the round of 64, which I guess is technically the second round because of the play-in games? You should try to find maybe five, six, or seven double-digit seeds or upsets, basically, uh, to win in that first round there. But then in the next round, probably limit it to two. There's only going to be on average, two of those double-digit seeds making it to the round of 16, Sweet 16. Now, another interesting stat that I found was the average sum of your final four seeds, and that's 11. And what that means... Wait a second, Alex, can I pause you for a second? What is so funny? <laughs> I don't know. You just I'm said, sorry, Alex. He said two, like, uh, like... It would be two. Count them two. <laughs> he's just cranking up like he's calling bingo numbers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alex. No, go ahead. Go <laughs> Please ahead, Please continue. Alex. It's all right. So <laughs> so they, they said the average sum of final four seeds is 11. Count them, 11. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> sorry, Alex. Right. Get, uh, <laughs> throwing me off here. <laughs> so what they said what that usually means is you're going to have three lower seeds, like a one, two, or three, and then one kind of Cinderella team that's going to make it. So you might have like two one seeds, a two and a seven. Interesting. Average go. sum of final 11. four seeds, 11. Okay, Or okay. an eight seed. Okay, I get or, it. Or an eight seed, North Carolina. Keep going. Yeah. And then one, one, so, one. So what I like about these numbers is it's not so much like a stat you're going to look at to call the different games. You're still going to want to look at the games, provide your own analysis, whatever. But after you fill out your bracket, this might be a good way to check whether it's a viable bracket. You know, sure. go back, see how many upsets you had, and see how many of those teams made it to the Sweet 16, and then look at your final four seeds and see what you know what it looks like if it really seems reasonable. I mean, if you have or, a five, or, a six, a four, and only one one seed, it's probably not going to happen, and you should probably do some tweaks. Or if I have MSU right. going all Last the way, two stats I have. <laughs> That's a problem. Sure. <laughs> Keep yeah, going. that would be a problem. <laughs> Wait, where so are the rest of my the, numbers uh, going to go? The number of, <laughs> so the average number of one seeds to make the final four is 1.6, which I found kind of surprising. I thought that was pretty low. That is I, pretty low. To win the final four or make the final four? Make it. To make the final four. Okay. So that means you're probably going to be guaranteed to have one seed. But getting two even is not a guarantee. Okay. Number of two seeds to, to make it to the final four was less than one. I think it was something like 0.8. Wow. Really? Interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. Are you, just, are you just turning the music on now? No. Or has it been going? It's been oh, going, it's just man. Now, it's just now entering my headphones. Oh, my God. <laughs> what's going on over there in Grand Rapids? My goodness. 
Anyway. So anyway, please that, continue. That breaks it down. Those are my numbers. What do you guys think? I went through, did my bracket, and I found that I was in these numbers perfectly. So I think I'm winning Ooh. all of my brackets this year. Um, Alex, I like the analysis. Actually, these are really interesting stats. I, I, I'm very curious um, to see how they play out this year and to kind of see. I'm going to remember these. I mean, they're written down in the show sheet. And it's not really the way you usually think about it. You know, you're usually like, oh, I like this team in this matchup, this team in this matchup. But it's uh, it's cool to like think of it as like, wow, you know, I should be aiming for this. Yeah, exactly. Finish it. Oh, it's very cool. Or you could even you could even look through your bracket and first be like, all right, I got to find like five, six, or seven upsets in the first round. Let me find those first. Find your five or six most likely upsets that you think are going to happen. And then just chalk those. the rest. Yeah, and then chalk the rest. That's my favorite term. I just learned that this year. Chalk. <laughs> Alex, I like it. I think it's a cool analysis. I've never seen this analysis before, but it's. Um, I'm going to keep an eye on it. So I like it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Speaking of chalk, though, I'm looking at uh, something ESPN has called the People's Bracket. And no, it wasn't filled out by The Rock. But it has all of the picks um, summed or averaged or whatever from all the ESPN brackets that are filled out, and it yeah. is entirely chalk. Like, it, really? you know, for example, it says like 98% of people have chosen Gonzaga to win their first round uh, matchup. Then 96% of people have chosen Gonzaga to win their second round matchup, and so on. And there is not a single upset on this bracket. Isn't that how There's it always is? There's not a is? single upset that the public is choosing on average. Isn't that how it always is for the average? I mean, of course it's going to be the 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 favorite to win on average, Even right? in like the 8-9 game? Yeah, even on the 8-9 game. Wow. It's the 8 seed winning every single game. Um, well, some other uh stories here that I saw at least. Uh 10 how many refs left because of COVID? 6 refs sent home uh after testing positive for COVID. It's 10% of the officials. So um, are they going to cancel it again like last year? Is that going to be a last-minute thing where it's like, we don't have enough reps? No, it, it guarantees that MSU gets Boborowski in their, uh, in their playing game against oh UCLA. Here we go. Here we go. Blame the refs. Blame the refs. Did we, oh, we didn't get to talk about Boborowski on the show. I, I don't like, I, I'm not a fan. You, you, you want to complain about the refs? Go mostly, ahead. Mostly because MSU is 1-6 whenever he plays, but it's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obviously. We'll, we'll, we'll work past it. It's okay. <laughs> Um, so, uh, we will keep, uh, the, uh, COVID count, uh, guys, alive guys, on the show. Did you guys hear what happens if the team, well, what's supposed to happen if a team gets a positive test? No, what is supposed to happen? They, I, they were saying like, as long as the team can field five players, they can play the game. Isn't, isn't that and how it's always supposed to have been? Like I, I, for instance, with, um, I don't know for, for, for the, you know, in the past year with the NFL or whatever it's been, when, oh, yeah, like yeah. when games get delayed because of COVID, just take those players out and then retest the players that are healthy. And then, oh, sorry, you can't play with this player. He's tested positive, but you're going to play with what you got. Instead of delaying it, that's what they should have done all along. I don't know. I think it's kind of ridiculous. Well, you all practice together. What, what's, what's the solution? There is no solution. They drop out. It's a free ride to the next round. Wouldn't it be better to play with five players than forfeit? No, well, they were potentially exposed. You can't, I don't know. My, my, you're all practicing together. So you're all breathing the same air. You're all in the same gym. You're all, you know, working out together. It's, there's no way for you to say like that, that guy doesn't have COVID or he wasn't exposed. So now you have to take the whole team out no matter what. 
But can you also imagine a game played where only five players were on the on the on the court at all times? Nobody could foul out. You know, no like running up and no no subs, nothing. <laughs> no, I well, it would be hor- it would be horrible to watch. That'd be that'd be really incredible. It'd be a massacre. It would be an absolute massacre. <laughs> so we will keep an eye on the COVID uh, count uh, for uh, the tournament. But also the other big news, Sister Jean gets to go to the game, which is incredible. Aren't you pumped? I think she's pumped. Sister Jean. Sister Jean. The Loyola. Um, yeah. Sister, yeah. She's going to the game. Is she the chaplain? She is the chaplain. She is the 100-year, 101-year-old chaplain cleared to go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, America's favorite nun attending her first game in more than a year on Friday when the eighth-seeded Ramblers play Georgia Tech. If uh, Loyola does win, uh, it would likely play Illinois, the number one seed in the Midwest region, on Sunday. Uh, She was actually quoted. I don't know about those brackets. Those brackets are something else this year. Uh, this is a 40-minute Zoom session she, she had with reporters. Uh, probably nobody <laughs> thinks it's a fair bracket. It amazes me that they put two Illinois schools against each other rather than support each other. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. What a sweetheart. I mean, really. She, she, I mean, she sounds She sounds kind of like Trump. Everybody knows a fixed bracket. <laughs> <laughs> um. Some, uh, as word spread that she was trying to join Loyola's traveling party, some in the university community took up her cause. One alum wrote and told me she was willing to drive me down. Another said she was going to sneak me out of the university. But Loyola didn't know any of those things. I didn't tell them until after. Wow, look at her. Uh, But she will travel with a nurse. Sneaky little lady. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she will get room service when she's at the hotel. She'll have security. She'll have security. No way. And she promised to abide by any restrictions Loyola and the NCAA imposed. Uh, like no rushing onto the court. Uh, but she did go on. <laughs> I, I think they might think it's going to be like just a rolling out there. I, like a kid like, stopper. Like a teenage concert, and everyone will surround me, and I won't have any breathing space. <laughs> to my thinking... A teenage concert? <laughs> to my thinking, there is no danger, but I'm willing to do what they want. Oh, look at her. Oh, my God. She's a trooper. Uh, she was famous wait, back in 2018. She said there's no danger? She's, she's an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> she thinks the uh, virus is a hoax? She... <laughs> It sounds like she's okay. Has that's, she been vaccinated? That's the gist I'm getting from this. She's a social butterfly. <laughs> These young people keep me young. Even though I'm 101, I consider myself young at heart. I learn new words from them all the time. Some good and some not so good. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I want to hear some of these words. She kept up with the Ramblers, emailing the players before and after every game and joining them for a pregame prayer. About 30 minutes before tip-off, London uh, DeCubo, the director of basketball operations, would call and put her on speakerphone. I began by saying, hi, you Ramblers, are you ready? And they would say, yes, Sister Jean, we're ready. The prayer is always, of course, that nobody gets hurt, that we have good sportsmanship, and that the referees call player plays fairly. 
Look at that. It's amazing. Uh, she was able to watch a few of Loyola's games on television, and she listened to some on the radio. I leave it on the radio. If I leave it on if the radio announcer doesn't talk too much, because <laughs> I don't like to be disturbed during a game. <laughs> Uh, Wait, I, what? How, is the, how, how does the radio announcer talk too much? Well, if he's, he's he's babbling about what's going on in the play. I guess oh. she, she just likes to hear the sounds of it. Oh, nice. So she just action. likes to hear the, like, the basketball bouncing on the ground. I guess. The sounds of the game. I can't go down and receive their hugs, uh, but they'll know I'm there. I'm so happy I'm going. I just waited for the day that they would say yes. Look at that. Good for her. Incredible. It really is. Um, once she gets to Indianapolis, Sister Jean doesn't plan on leaving anytime soon. She has Loyola reaching the Elite Eight one spot further than she predicted in 2018. Uh, I want to go not because of myself. I want to go for the team. I want to be present for them. I want to be present for Porter. And I want to be present for Loyola. Good for her. Wait, she has them losing? <laughs> Guys, she should have a win again. Think about this. She has them going to the Elite Eight. They got to beat Illinois, which would be incredible. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, so she has them beating Illinois, but losing to, like, who? Houston? <laughs> I don't know, man. The Elite Eight, as far as I can see them going. After that, <laughs> it's pretty wild. It's up in the air. <laughs> Nobody knows. After that, I'm leaving Indianapolis, no matter what. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, good for her. Did um, she say that? No. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, though. Um, has she had the vaccine, though? I don't I don't know if she has. It doesn't. does not mention the vaccine in the story. Uh, so I guess there's a... Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. She is fully vaccinated, as are the other Stellar residents... example. As are the other residents of her senior residential facility, and she's tested for COVID-19 regularly. Uh, so there we go. She's So what if she can go hug the players? Come on! Live it up, Sister Jean! My goodness. Uh, so uh, good for her to experience that uh, in her uh, full vaccination. It's going to be exciting. I know. I know. Incredible. Um, uh, really quick, staying on the sports uh, topic uh, before we move along, because we do have uh, The Bachelor to get into. And, uh, A-Rod and Which you didn't even watch. A-Rod. I know. I know. I think I know what happens. It's going to be on you. Um, there's this TCF story uh, that I want to talk about. Um, but um, in any event, is I mean, is there anything going on with the NFL free agency? It's just starting, but I mean, I, I don't want to dwell on this too much. But uh, are there any big stories going on, at least right now? And the Lions are making a huge move. They're they're rebuilding like crazy, the Lions. They're getting rid of everybody, which is yeah, great. There, there have been some some big moves so far, but I think the you know the best is just yet to come. I mean, we saw some big names come off the board already. The Patriots signed two huge name tight ends. They, they, they spent like $80 million on tight ends. I don't know Jeez. what their deal is. Uh, Andy Dalton signed with the Bears, which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I think it'll be uh, something we can recap, uh, you know, a few weeks from now when uh, some more exciting things happen. I would say so. I'm actually not sitting, I'm standing. <laughs> There'll be a lot to get into. Drew Brees retired. Drew Brees did retire, and what a, a beautiful way to go out. I mean, to have his children actually give the news... 15 years in the Saints and 20 years in the NFL. Our dad is finally going to retire. 
so we can spend more time with us. Yay! Oh God! I mean, if if there's oh, not a no, <laughs> if there's not a better way to share retirement, I don't know what is. But now he's not going to be able to spend time with him because he took a new job. He has a new job. Oh, my God. I, I, I he, can't he, imagine why after hearing that. <laughs> you know, he, he heard the announcement from the kids. And he's like, oh, oh, my God. They're right. What am I going to do? Uh, NBC! <laughs> <laughs> NBC! Give me, give me a job! Okay, Drew. Okay, okay, okay. You're, you can start whatever. He, he was retired for one day, and now he's back at it. The, the kids made a video, and now he's back working with NBC. He's uh he's doing the Notre Dame games, which is weird. Is he really? Yeah, that's I didn't what, realize that. Yeah, that's what he's doing, right, Alex? Yeah, it sounds like he'll probably be on the team with uh, Tariko and Dungey, who do the Notre Dame games, and then I think they also do what Sunday Night Football. Oh yeah, I guess that's right. Okay, it's kind of weird. That's a really good. That's a really good team, by the way. Tariko, Dungey, and now Breeze. That'll be a really good team. You think he'll be good, or do you think it'll be another Tony Romo? Um. I think he'll be okay. I mean, he's got Tariko there to to hold him up, so that's that's all he needs. Tariko's the best. He really is. I, I think he does like, an incredible job. The, the the Sunday night broadcast is the best. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh no Absolutely. question about it. Um, J Lo and A Rod. That entire saga going on over the weekend. What's really happening? What's going on? Are they broken up? Are they not? Are they still together? It doesn't seem like anyone knows. Um, if only we had a, uh, timeline, but, um, you know what? It looks like we kind of do, oh. uh, from women's health magazine, Incredible. the go-to source for anything, uh, celebrity <laughs> gossip, I guess women's health. That makes sense. Right. Uh, we, have, <laughs> uh, a lot of information here. Well, first of all, um, apparently the kids are a big part in this, uh, relationship. Um, keeping their kids happy is a key factor in, a, uh, working on the relationship uh, because uh, I don't know that's that's what they're trying to do. Um, they have uh, let's see four children and uh, they've all grown very close. Well, J Lo has thirteen uh, year old twins, Emmy and Max, and A Rod has teenage daughters, sixteen year old Natasha and twelve year old Ella. Um, they've all been devastated by the discussions that the uh, Modern Family had on Friday of a possible breakup. Uh, as one source put it, there were many tears. He cheated on her, right? Well, uh, that is the rumor. Uh, Alex fueled up the jet and flew to the Dominican Republic to be with Jennifer, uh, who's been down there shooting a movie. They'd been apart for two weeks, but on Monday morning, Alex posted a video from their oceanfront pad, tagged JLo, and said he was moving onward and upward in the new week. Excuse me? Uh, whatever that means. Uh-oh. It seems bizarre. How do you move onward and upward from <laughs> J-Lo? <laughs> but, I mean, there was the, uh, it was, I think on Friday, page six was reporting that the engaged power couple had broken up after several years together. Then on Saturday, the, a rep for the couple told CNN on Saturday morning, the reports are inaccurate. The couple is still together and working through some things. Uh, J-Lo shared, good. J-Lo shared a TikTok montage on Sunday set to, Saweetie's pretty bitch freestyle. <laughs> well, let's hear it. Does, does anybody uh, know that song at all? This is the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Look, are you in love again? You, you have to. Okay. Well, that's a... okay. <laughs> Apparently, the pot. <laughs> no, right? No, no. 
that's, that, a, that's that, the montage? Yeah. What is she doing in it? It's just like her and a bunch of talk shows. I don't you heard what she was saying. It was like no Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 laughing. I don't know what to take from this. What, what does that even mean? I don't even understand that. I don't know. It's just her on a bunch of talk shows like laughing and saying no. What is this? Britney Spears cryptic messages she's putting out there? <laughs> Taking a page out of her book. Um, in one snippet, you can see a headline about the split next to the comments A-Rod made on Saturday to a paparazzi saying, I'm not single. The marry me Stark. <laughs> the marry me Stark captioned the whole thing. Sunday brunch playlist. The breakup rumors didn't come out of nowhere, though. A source told people that the couple had hit a rough patch. Um, they never officially broke up and talked about it, but still are together. They hit a rough patch, but were not broken up, the source said, noting that reports um, that the former New York Yankees player allegedly had an affair with Southern Charm star Madison LaCroix had no bearing on the rough patch at all. Um, it's been a long time coming. But it did happen. He's not denying it. Uh, the two are physically separated right now. She's working in the Dominican Republic, and he's in Miami, so it's tough seeing each other, especially with quarantining and COVID. But apparently he went to uh, stay together. Um, but they want to stay together. Uh, still, the couple social media posts have definitely hinted that things are off between them. After sharing tons of family photos and a J-Lo highlight reel throughout the last year, A-Rod posted a solo pick on a boat in Miami the same day news of the split came out. He wrote, don't mind me, just taking a selfie. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Nailed it. Nailed oh it, A-Rod. That was awesome. Look Good at that. stuff. Okay, you know, he, he thinks he looks hot in this picture. <laughs> I, I encourage everyone to find A-Rod's Instagram and look at the picture he wrote where he said, don't mind me. Just taking a selfie. Look at him. Don't you think he looks... He thinks he looks hot in that picture. I mean, I mean, that was a posed picture. Oh, obviously. Look at that. Someone's taking that picture, yeah. He's wearing like three-inch inseam bathing suit shorts. He's he's wearing a white polo. He's on his phone. The back... What is that? Miami's background on it's some yacht. Be, yeah. and, and somebody's... He's looking at his phone for some reason. <laughs> I guess he's taking a selfie. And oh my god, he thinks he looks hot. This I is hate this that. is actually like good reporting. I saw though. myself in clothes like those that have to kick my own ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a decent story. All the stuff I was getting before was like horrible. Yeah, leave it to women's health. I know. J Lo and A Rod's four year relationship has basically played out like a rom com. They went public with their romance in early 2017, got engaged in 2019. Over the years, they took many vacations as a couple and with their children from previous relationships. They were Vanity Fair cover stars together in 2017 and opened up about their blossoming relationship. Uh, we are very much twins, Alex told Vanity Fair. We're both Leos, we're both from New York, we're both Latino, and about 20 other things. Uh, but it was not all smooth sailing the last year, though. JLo revealed that she and Rodriguez saw a therapist during their time in quarantine, according to Page Six. I think it was really helpful for us in the relationship. <laughs> Is it ever is it ever good when they see a therapist? It never ends well after that. It doesn't that. seem like Do they it. actually do anything? <laughs> uh so that's pretty much all we know. Um I mean the the big thing is about A-Rod and the Southern Charm like affair or, or whatever happened. Yeah, Madison LaCroix. Yeah, Madison LaCroix. Do you know who she is? No, I didn't. She's very pretty. She's beautiful. Oh yeah. And uh but Hello pretty? 
Uh, well, I, I guess it's in the eyes of the beholder. Um, you can Google yourself, it, but they're they're all they're all beautiful. It's close enough that it's not unheard of. And it, before I was like, it's J Lo, oh. it's J Lo, right? And I was like, you can't do better than J Lo, but it, it it is close enough that I could say like, you know, it, it could go either way. Um, do, has anybody watched Southern Charm? No, I, I don't even know what that is. It, it's a it's a show about like, these these privileged like families in I think Charleston, South Carolina, where they just I mean these are like um, trust fund kids and their parents who are like you know in, in, in trying to get into like politics or whatever, and then the kids who are trust fund kids who have nothing to worry about. The only thing they care about is working out and posting selfies and, and being influencers and stuff. Nice. And and of course chaos ensues from their dramatic lives and oh my god so much drama. So you know it's just that's the show. Uh, <laughs> I uh, also I clicked on the wrong link before. This is the one to Sunday brunch. I'm a top dollar bitch, but I'm far from a Gucci. Pretty bitch music. Trending off a selfie. Chanel me off the top shelf, please. Only fuck with niggas if they handsome and wealthy. Crab meat got my ass looking healthy. <laughs> I ain't worried about a blog or a bitch. You're dumb. Speaking this is J Lo's like post. News, you yeah. Every live, your lips give me views. I admit, all my quarantine pics going up. I miss what a hustler. It was a much Jesus better Christ. post. Much better. <laughs> what was the first post then? I this this one was just let me let me pull it up. This one I think is later, and it's just find a good reason to laugh today is the caption below it. Oh, I see. So, but that was a much better post. <laughs> Um, well, there is stuff about, um, how, you know, I mean, did this have, what, what's the affair? What, what are the details of this affair? I mean, is there, is there any, I mean, I think we heard other? them all. I think we heard them all. I don't know. I it just, somebody reported it. I mean, are there any other further details or, I mean, did they, were they in person or is it just like, like, like chatting with each other on the, on the phone, sending pictures to each other or something or, um, I don't know. Um, oh, LaCroix, who's 30 years old, was first linked to Rodriguez in January when Craig Conover claimed during part one of the Bravo reality show's seven-season reunion that the hairstylist flying around the country, sleeping with men, married men, ex-MLB players. At the time, LaCroix denied the accusations and said she was willing to take a lie detector test to prove it. Oh, watch uh, out. So, eagle-eyed Southern Charm fans assume that the former New York Yankee was the athlete in question after he was caught liking and unliking pics of LaCroix on Instagram. Busted! Sources close to Rodriguez have maintained that he's never met the South Carolina native, but Rose previously told Us Magazine that there is an NDA signed between his castmate and the former World Series champion. So, uh, basically an NDA uh, between LaCroix and A-Rod. Ooh, ooh, good. Oh, wait, wait, say that again. Doesn't sound good. An NDA was signed between uh, LaCroix and oh, uh, A-Rod. Yes, the NDA. That is it. interesting. Um, the average expectations lessons in lowering the bar author clarified his comments on Monday, recalling how he found out about LaCroix's alleged interactions with Rodriguez. We're all out of the beach, and it was lovely. And on the ride home, it got kind of heated between everyone, really, except for me. Uh, Rose explained and Madison came on said on camera she's like well I'm DMing with 
and with uh, A-Rod, but we can't talk about that. Or they can't air this because I signed an NDA. That's the first I heard of it. And I was like, oh my god, my eyes almost popped out of my head. Uh, the Bravo star claimed that in his understanding of the drama, Rodriguez was the one who approached LaCroix, who told Page Six in February that the pair were simply platonic. He's never physically cheated on his fiance with me, she told the outlet at the time. Um, despite rumors about their relationships, yeah, exactly. Despite rumors about their relationship status, Rodriguez and the Hustlers actress have. T- I love how they use the names for these people. The Hustlers actress have tried to put on an un a united front. All the reports are inaccurate. We are working through some things. A couple said in a joint statement Saturday, March thirteenth. Two days later, the fourteen time uh, an incredible incredible ass. The 14-time All-Star flew to the Dominican Republic to visit Lopez while she films her upcoming movie Shotgun Wedding. Uh, I've ate her ass like 10 10- <laughs> Uh, so that's what's going on. It sounds like uh, it's been platonic between uh, A-Rod and LaCroix, but... Uh, I've ate her ass like 10... <laughs> I've ate... Thank you, Zach. I know. I Can you get it right? It doesn't It, it doesn't play through on my What's laptop. going on? I've ate her ass like 10 times. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so that's what's going on. Get your fat ass over here before I dump you. Oh, geez, Zach. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Oh, God. So uh, that's what's going on there. And uh, this is playing out in real time. So we will see uh, what does happen with all that. Um, did you watch the Players' Championship, by Why the way? Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> oh, my God. Zach. <laughs> Zach's responsible for all I'm really upset that they're the breaking up, drops. guys, if you, if you can't tell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you triggered? Do you need some time alone? I, I'm going to cry about this. Do you later. need a mental health day? I do, actually. <laughs> Can you give me Thursday and Friday off, please? Thank you. <laughs> oh, convenience. Uh, flower store. Get a bunch of flowers. <laughs> and you take them to your husband. And you say, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think that's great advice for A-Rod. to take out of, uh, a page out of that book. <laughs> uh, did you watch the Players' Championship, Alex? I did. I will. I watched the final round. It was really uh, good, and it was incredible. Justin Thomas played out of his mind. Yeah. Lee Westwood couldn't keep up. Uh, Bryson fumbled just enough where he couldn't come back, and you know it made for some really good TV watching Bryson try to catch back up to JT and watching Lee Westwood try not to, uh, you know, shoot too many bogeys in that last round. He must have made like a dozen par putts. Oh my god! To, to save his life, but he was just draining all of them. Uh, they were but, talking about before that round. He had he had um, he had not gotten bogey on like I think forty four straight holes that weekend, which is unheard of. Uh, so he was playing out of his mind. Uh, but then Sunday comes along and he he wasn't doing too well. And Bryson the same thing when when one of them because they were paired together and the, they were the final pairing. When one would hit a poor shot, a poor drive, the other one would too. I mean, it was just back and forth. Are, are you a Bryson fan, Alex? No, no, I'm not. You're not? No, he's just too weird. I just, really? I, do, I don't like him. Like, I respect what he does and the fact that he just smashes the crap out of the ball, but I can't root for him. I just, I don't like him that much. He's just a little bit too weird. I don't like his, you know, like scientific approach to the game. I don't oh. like how he just overanalyzes everything. I don't know, man. I, I, I can't you know what my mom not told me? root for him. I, I love rooting for him, man. 
my mom said she was reading a story and I try I told her to find it again so she could send it to me that apparently Bryson's dietitian or nutritionist or whoever counts how many times he chews when he eats. What? Yeah. How weird is that? How can you root for a guy who counts his chews? Uh, can we have some corroboration with that? I, I'm not sure about that. I need to find the story, but um, she, she told me she read it somewhere, and my mom is not one to fabricate. So. From Yahoo News, um, uh, so far, the strategy, let's get to the, get to the point. Um, oh, read the whole article on Insider. Bryson DeChambeau reportedly worked with a dietitian to measure his chew rate. Interesting. Zach, do you have any medical analysis on chew rate? Yes, it's it's very important for digestion. Okay. It's called mastication. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> his his chew rate, the efficient which is the efficiency by which he was breaking down food. Um Okay. A little weird. But I don't care. It doesn't matter, Alex. I, I think the scientific approach is fun. I think he's probably the best thing to happen to golf since Tiger Woods. In, in you terms want to of excitement. For that guy? Yes. Measuring his chew rate. I don't no, care. Dude, this guy sounds weird as. Okay, you realize that Tiger Woods does. The complexity of this particular system is complex. Tiger Woods does some very weird things, too. A lot of golfers do a lot of very weird things for training and getting better and perfect and, and spot on. It's just not all of them are reported, but they have very, very weird habits. So I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary. I'll just say that. It's a habit? Well, routines. Very, very weird uh, habits and routines and, and practices and things that they do. Yeah. Oh, I'm not I'm not having dinner with them anytime soon. No, I, I hate to get like an extra tough steak or something. A little bit of a weight problem. <laughs> Well, it was an exciting round, and um, I, I've I've really gotten into golf. At least watching. I mean, I always have watched golf and gotten into it, but this year it's just been a lot more exciting than at least I remember. Uh, so I'm I root for him, man. I always do, and uh, I will continue to do so. I think he brings a level of excitement that we really haven't seen in golf for a little while. So I I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, two things I want to get to really quick before we end on the Bachelor. Uh, which Alex will have to uh, take us through it because uh, I didn't watch all of it. You didn't watch? I didn't watch all of it. I know. I know. I'm slacking. You're really letting us down, Max. I'll, I'll try, but I don't know if I can do it justice the way you do, Max. I'll try my best to add what I know. And, you know, I don't mind you telling me spoilers. But before we do that, there's two things I need to mention really quick. First of all, this nurse... <laughs> this is probably happening across the country. A nurse was detained for pocketing COVID-19 vaccines at Detroit TCF Center, according to a city official. Um, a member of the medical staff at the center saw the woman take two syringes of the Moderna vaccine and immediately reported it. The Detroit chief operating officer, Hakim Barry, said officers on site stopped the suspect before she made her way out of the facility. Uh, the nurse is employed by one of three staffing firms that the city contracts with. Barry declined to name the company, citing an ongoing police investigation onto the matter. So, <laughs> taking vaccines. I mean, this has got to be happening around the entire country. I mean, the vaccine craze is there, and people want it by whatever means necessary. That's what the new South Park episode was about, stealing vaccines. You make some good money. I guess. I suppose. So, <laughs> that's what's really going on right now. 
Uh, there's 200 staff on-site daily, including police, police officers, the center's traffic management team, medical and pharmacy workers, and support staff. Um, the doses were provided to Detroit's health department by the federal government. Uh, so anyway, uh, gotta watch out for those people stealing vaccines. Uh, but I do feel like it's going on. And the other thing, it's, it's really not much to dwell on, but um, did you guys see the picture of that Tesla buried under that semi-truck? No, I didn't crushed. see the picture. It was awful. It was unbelievable. I mean, the the, the photograph was unreal. I'm I'm gonna try to pull it up. Where Zach. did it happen? Um, where did it happen? It was in Detroit. Uh, it was in Detroit. I mean, in somewhere in the city of Detroit. Uh, it was a driver of a Tesla SUV crashed into a semi truck, and now uh the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, sends a team to Detroit to investigate the Tesla semi-truck crash, and the driver has been charged. Uh, police are meeting with administration uh, representatives from the uh, National, Highway tra- National Highway Traffic Safety Administration <laughs> later this week because the agency is invested in the crash. The 2021 Tesla Model Y, it was last Thursday on the city's southwest side. It was a violent crash. I believe that when I heard that the driver of the Tesla was in critical condition in the hospital, but they've launched a special crash crash investigation team to investigate it. Um but, I mean, th- these Tesla vehicles have been under scrutiny after other crashes similar to this one. Uh, there were two different Florida crashes. Teslas drove <laughs> in two different Florida crashes. Teslas drove beneath tractor trailers, causing two deaths in both crashes, uh, one in 2016 and 2019. The cars were being driven while using Tesla's autopilot, partially automated driving software. Uh-oh. In the case of the Detroit crash, it says that uh, all indications were that the vehicle was not in autopilot mode. The driver was in control of the vehicle, so uh, uh, there's evidence that shows some evasive maneuvers before. So he's in critical critical condition and they charged him with reckless driving? I, I guess. Hard, there's a heartless. <laughs> there's a black box in, uh, the, uh, in the car uh, to determine whether the vehicle was in autopilot or not. The, the police are waiting on toxicology results. It does appear speed was a major factor in the collision. Um, I mean, these Teslas do go very fast. A uh, 21-year-old male driver was hospitalized after the crash, but is believed to be out of the hospital now. No, he's okay. Uh, yeah. The driver's name will be released after he is arraigned. Uh, so there we go. Um, I don't know. I mean, is anyone paying attention to this stuff? Because the autopilot stuff is very cool. And, you know, as a full disclosure, as an employee of General Motors, I'm dealing with some self-driving technology as well. It's it's really exciting. But in this case with the Tesla, uh, they're getting a little bad publicity. And I get this one was not the autopilot. Apparently it doesn't seem like it was, but still not the best look. I think you're getting a lot of uh, criticism of the self-driving. Even if it causes less crashes than a normal person driving, you're yeah. still going to get more criticism of it just because it's new and... You're not in control. Right. You know. Right. I mean, crashes happen every day with humans driving, but when one crash happens with autopilot driving, it's a story. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Because it's like, oh, the autopilot may have... There's going to be... You can't get rid of crashes. It's impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's too bad, but it really is. I, I, I It seems like it's impossible. Uh, so, anyway, it's just... It's not a good look for Tesla. But uh, there we go. Well... We have reached the moment we've been waiting for. Mr. Newth, I would love 
for your analysis on what happened in what some people are saying. And I'm not sure if this is true because I haven't watched all of it, but some people are saying the most dramatic season finale ever in Bachelor history. Can you confirm that? Well, some people are saying it. I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of dramatic season finales before, and there are going to be a lot to come. But no, I will no, say Allison, not to come. Harrison, not to come. I'm, I'm so far the most dramatic season <laughs> finale yet. That's what the discussion is. I'm, I'm asking if that is what you think really happened. Well, if Chris Harrison says it, it must be true. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Thank you. So. So I, I think I think I'll have to go with it and say it was the most dramatic season yet. But thank you. Before I go ahead, I need to know how much do you know? So I watched the first hour of the show, um, and then I have not seen the last. I, I watched, you know, when he was uh, introducing uh, the the two remaining women, um, Michelle and Rachel, uh, to his mom and his brother, who had some an amazing grill, by the way. I mean, those teeth, shining gold, they're blinding me, incredible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. He had some. He had some great questions for them. He really grilled them. <laughs> grilling them. No kidding. Uh, so it was Michelle and Rachel. Nice. I watched that, and um, I ended pretty much where Matt's talking with Chris about like, I don't know if I can do this. I talked to my mom, and I don't want to make the same mistake my dad did, and I uh, I don't know if I'm ready for an engagement at the end of this. Uh, so that's what I saw, but I know a little more. I know that an engagement did not happen, and. Uh, Spoiler alert for anybody. I know that was kind of late, uh, but oh, oh. I know, I know, I know. Yes, yeah, stop, stop listening now if you uh, don't want the Bachelor to be spoiled. <laughs> it's too late we'll, now. We'll, uh, we'll probably end on this. Uh, yeah, so, so if you don't want it spoiled, you're probably good to stop here. Uh, sorry to say, <laughs> but of course we want to hear the analysis. So I, I, that's what I know. But I don't care if you spoil it for me. Let me know what you think happened or what your analysis was, because I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. All right, so so you watched both women meet his mom and his brother. Yeah. Did you get any sort of vibe that one was going better than the other? Because I did not, personally. I thought they both went about the same, and I came in with an inclination of who I thought was going to win, um, and my my mind was not changed based on those meetings. It's, what what it's, did you think? I thought Rachel's interaction was really good because the mom was crying with Rachel. I mean, she was tearing up because Rachel was so emotional, like, I love your son, and, and the mom was crying. I mean, both went well, but it, it seemed like Rachel had a little better connection. Okay, maybe. I, I thought they were both pretty similar. I, I mean, I thought they both went really well. And when you are when you have somebody in mind that you think is going to win, you hope that the other contestants doesn't go as well because personally, I thought Michelle was going to come away winning. I know. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get down to who, who actually did uh, walk away with Matt from uh, the Bachelor land in in Pennsylvania. Um, but so going into it, I thought I kind of wanted Rachel's uh, interaction to go worse. But I thought it went very well. Uh, and yes, then Matt met with Chris and was like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to propose to either of these women. I just don't want to make a mistake. You know, this is a life altering decision kind of thing." And what I thought was interesting was. There was a time where Matt was talking to Chris and it kind of flashed to Chris's face while Matt was talking. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they dubbed that over later with Matt saying, uh, he said something along the lines of like, well, I guess I'm just going to keep an open mind and go through the next couple of days and see what happens. But I don't think that's what Matt said. I really don't. I think Ooh. he said something to Chris that kind of tipped off what his final decision was going to be. 
Um, because then the next day he goes on a date with Michelle. They go rappelling down the side of a building, whatever, some sort of leap of faith metaphor. Wow. Uh, How special. And then, and then in the evening, they go to Michelle's suite and she pours some, some champagne of and course. they have some dessert on the table or whatever. Wow. And she brings out this gift for him. Oh. And she gives this speech about how um, she's always wanted, you know, a, you know, she's been wanting to do great things, change the world, and how she's needed a, a partner in crime, a teammate did, to do that. And she pulls out these basketball jerseys that she had made uh, and they say Mr. and Mrs. James on the back. And she gives them to Matt. Oh, boy. And you can see Matt pick it up, and he just kind of, like, sinks in the couch, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to have to do this now, aren't I? Oh, jeez. And he cuts her loose, basically. Really? Yeah. Oh, right there? Oh, no. Oh, my God. He basically goes like, wow, you know, I I realize uh, that you're at that level, and I'm just not there with you yet. And I don't think I'm going to get there, is what he says. Oh, um, no. Oh, gee. I mean, heartbreaking. She's a <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely heartbreaking. Oh yeah, so then both of them are just sobbing, and Matt goes to leave, and he's sitting on the curb outside the hotel. Oh, that's and, where the famous scene is. Yep, and that's where the scene from the, uh, from the promos where Chris comes up and says, Matt, do you think you can go forward with this? And Matt goes, you know, Chris... I just don't know. And uh wow. And so the next the next Get day comes and Rachel's getting ready for her date with Matt. She doesn't yeah. know what's going on. Sure. And uh and Chris comes to the door and cancels the date on Rachel. <gasps> no date. Oh no. Oh my god. That's gotta be heartbreaking. She doesn't and know then, what she's uh, doing. The only one here who knows the illegal ninja moves from the government. <laughs> yeah, and so Rachel has no idea. She doesn't know that it's because Matt broke up with uh, Michelle or anything like that. Chris just says, yeah, he's kind of lost right now, and he's not going to be able to to make the date today. Yeah. He, he is not doing well with women. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, it, it leaves Rachel kind of in the dark. She yeah. has no idea what's going on. Um, but then the next day comes, and a door a note gets slid under the door, and it says, uh, says, Rachel, you deserve answers. Come meet me at the lake. And so Rachel gets all dolled up in her, her gown and her makeup and her nails done. Let's get penises on the you brain. Know, as if she's going to, like, one of those engagement moments on The Bachelor. And I thought that was kind of strange that they didn't have their date moment. They kind of just skipped it right to the, you know, engagement event. Yeah. And uh, they show Matt going there, and he's dressed up in his suit. He looks real nice. And, oh, before that, he had a meeting with Neil Lane to pick out a oh, ring. Oh, jeez, there he is. Yeah. And he's I'm like, dealing. you know, he's like, I don't have my mind made up, but you know what? I'm going to, I'll hang on to this. Why not? I'll take this big expensive free ring. <laughs> Why not? I'll keep it for later. <laughs> and, you know, Neil Lane needed his FaceTime on TV. Of so course. It's in the contract. Made, yeah. They made sure to get that in. Uh, so anyway, then they make it to the engagement scene and uh, Rachel gives this speech about how she doesn't know where Matt's head is, but she's there for him and you know, love of her life. Oh, and yeah. She wants to move forward with him and, you know, all this stuff, like whatever your decision is, like, I want to be with you. And Matt's like, all right, well, I can't propose to you, but I do want to leave here with you. And then they leave. Oh, I want to kiss you. And the yeah! whole time you can see he's got the ring box in his coat pocket. Oh you can God. see the outline of it and he just doesn't pull it out. Nice. Wow. Well, did did, did Rachel hanging. see it? I, she had to have. 
What, I mean, what do you think when that happens? I don't know. I mean, that it's going to be kind of devastating. At least if she sees it. She seemed to take it pretty well. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I think that's actual audio of Matt when he's... Uh, <laughs> Rachel notices. So that's it. That's, that's how it ends. That's how it ends. So but it's then not very exciting. Right it doesn't sound like a very exciting rules. ending, though. It doesn't sound like a very exciting ending. It wasn't. It was pretty grueling because it was just like two hours of nothing happening. Yeah. So then the after or the um, what is it? Um, after the final rose. Yeah. It's, it's a, is that a live show, by the way? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I want to see. Well, keep going because I didn't see this part. Apparently, this is when all the drama happened. Um, but it was not hosted by Chris Harrison. He has been sidelined as he has been for the next season of The Bachelorette. Uh, so this uh, apparently was an incredible after the final rose, but it's gotten a lot of controversy from what I understand. I'm not sure if you uh, share those uh, thoughts, but it it sure seems like it has. So I will say our our service was cutting out like during the final rose so we were missing five minute segments here and there because so you're getting have... dial up internet and you don't have cable so you're it's, it the, lives in Uganda. it's like 1950 unbelievable it must be tough yeah I... it was it was unfortunate it was unfortunate but i got the the general gist of what happened nice. so uh michelle comes out and she uh she talks to uh, the host his name's emmanuel what's his last name uh emmanuel the bachelor um, I don't know. Keep going. I'll find it. Emmanuel right. Echo? Echo? Yes. Echo? Yes. Whatever. Um, Very anyway, dapper she... in that suit, by the way. My goodness. That red shirt. Ooh. Wow. What an outfit. So, anyway, <laughs> Michelle talks to him, uh, talks about how, you know, Matt kind of left her hanging there. She wanted some closure. Uh, Matt comes out. They have a, a nice little conversation there about how you know, Matt should have given her, you know, the conversation and closure she needed so oh, she could understand what happened that. in the relationship, yada, yada, yada. They seem to end on pretty good terms. Uh, Matt leaves, Michelle leaves. They bring Rachel out. Uh, they talk about her uh, her uh, problematic photos that came out with the antebellum party. We've discussed that in previous episodes. Um, they talk about that for a little bit. And then uh, Matt comes out. And we find out that Matt and Rachel have broken up. No! No! Oh, my God. That's horrible. I can't believe it. They, they're broken up like they, they had broken up before. Shit Unbelievable. Yes. And it sounds, and again, this is where I was missing some of the connection, but it sounds like it had to do with Rachel's, uh, you know, racial insensitive photos and how she reacted to it. Unbelievable. I can't, believe me. She would not be my first choice, that I can tell you. So, and, they're and done. Matt's position was really like she has a lot of growing to do and she needs to do it on her own. Is, you know, it, look, I, I get antebellum parties are wrong and you can be canceled for it. Is, is one photograph enough to, to ruin true love if that really is true love? It doesn't sound, my point is, it doesn't sound like it was true love if that one photograph can totally derail that that special relationship that he went on a journey for weeks for the bachelor. He, he went through all this emotional trauma, all this pain to find the one person that he wants to be with. And then this photo happens and that blows it up. 
There's always true love on the Bachelor I, match. I, I just can't. I I can't believe. I thought true love conquered all. Is is has that been wrong? Is that wrong? Well, um, as we all know, this is the first Bachelor relationship to make it out into the real world and just crumble apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So is that how it ended? More or less, yeah. That's devastating. Well, then they had the Bachelorette announcements. Oh, who's the Bachelorette? There's two of them. What? Yep, there's going to be a season in the spring and then another season in the fall. Oh, to make up for the season that got skipped? Oh, um, yeah, they must. because Yeah, because norm- well, normally they do um, a season in the spring and then the summer is Bachelor in Paradise, which I don't even know if they're doing this year, and then... The fall is usually nothing, and then it starts back up with the Bachelor in in like January first, like winter time. Uh, so wow, two seasons—that's incredible. Who are they? Are they people we know? Yes. So it's Katie from this past season, and oh, then also Katie. Michelle. And Michelle. Yep. Oh, the runner-up. Wow. Okay. Um. Well, that's exciting. Uh, it's too bad. I I I thought Love Conquered All, but um, that's that's too bad. I I just. Just remember. Love trumps hate. <laughs> Thank you, Hillary. I, 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 do you think there's more that we're not hearing from the story, Alex? <laughs> of course. I mean, there's got to be. What do you mean? Well, there's, I mean, is it just a picture or what, was it really a bad relationship? <laughs> oh, I wonder. You know, oh. you know what I, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know. One on TV? I just can't imagine that that picture ruined true love for millions and millions of people to see drama made up out of thin air any thoughts alex no comment um you know i don't want to speculate but i'm asking you to speculate that's that's the point no 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 no. i don't want to speculate it it seemed like it was maybe some issues surrounding the photo more than just the photo well uh i guess all we can do is hope that uh uh, those two find what they're looking for and uh, they can address their issues personally. I, I, I couldn't give ridiculous. a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know Zach is dream weaving like crazy right now. I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure there's more going on, but uh, okay. My question is, does Matt get another season? No, he doesn't get another season. That He's had be, his chance. That'd be absolutely wild if by not picking somebody, you got a second season. No way. Absolutely not. Maybe Bachelor in Paradise. Maybe. But other than that, he no. Could, he probably gets another season. No, this is no set up perfectly way. for another season. He's not getting it. He's done it before. No way. Absolutely not. You don't get a second chance. You had your shot. And you blew it. You, you picked the one with the photo. That's the what you got to live with. If you don't want to be with her, then so be it. We we they did their job. Chris Harrison did his job, and he was canceled over it. What a whirlwind of a season. I mean, this season. I don't understand. The ending was so bad. <laughs> Honestly, that's a horrible ending. That's a horrible ending. I've listened to this, like the story, all the way through. I haven't watched the show at all, but I get the I get caught up in the in the in the podcast. But what? Like, there's so much going on this entire season with the queen, and then the 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 racism and all this stuff going on, and then the end is just like, uh, oh well, we didn't get engaged, and oh well, then we broke up like five minutes later, and it's like. Okay. <laughs> what a disaster. It's horrible. It's horrible. Let is- the bitch walk. I mean, sure, but like, it, it's just like, it, it come on. What, what, where's the substance? Give a better story than that. Like, where's the ending? You know? I don't know. I agree. I, I, I think Matt, it's. A- I th- Zach, I think you need to uh, lower your expectations. <laughs> 
I think he needs to raise him. This is the bachelor, for God's sake. I mean, this isn't some run-of-the-mill, fly-by-night, flash-in-the-pan show. Listen, This ba- is a bachelor. Based on all my Max recaps of this show, this was the most dramatic season of Thank The you. Bachelor yet. Thank except you. for the ending. The ending was horrible. There's no drama. It's just like, I'm not picking anybody, and we break up. Well, he picked Rachel to be his girlfriend uh, at the end of The Bachelor. I'm sure Chris was pissed about it. Matt probably broke his contract. The contract says engagement at the end. Uh, but no, they're going to be girlfriend and Doesn't boyfriend. Really say. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> Maybe. Um, it, we're going to be boyfriend Signing and girlfriend. Your life away. And then I guess it didn't work out. So, <sighs> Well, I, I hope that they both find happiness. But uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll both be on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Maybe they'll get back together. Who knows? I I doubt it. Uh, we'll it doesn't keep, seem like it. We will keep everybody informed of the latest developments between those two. We just want All I know is they all have fantastic social media careers now. <laughs> yeah, influencers. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> the real job, the real money was already made. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys ready to get out of here? Yes. Let's do it. Um, we, uh, where are we at? About 120. Not too bad today. Well, you know where to find us. Twitter, at Cutting Out Early. Instagram, CuttingOutEarly.podcast. Feel free to send us a message. Let us know why Zach should watch next season of The Bachelorette. Or The Bachelor. Or Bachelor in Paradise. In fact, I think he's going to have to watch all of them. Tell us why. Agreed. Uh, CuttingOutEarly.podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the podcast. Remember to like, review, subscribe. Send us a message and tell three friends that's your homework. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yes, please do. Uh, good luck with your brackets. Martian Madness. Yeah, actually, though. It is the madness. Great uh, weekend. We uh, thank you guys for listening. See you guys next week. See ya. See ya.